Hey everybody, this is Josh, and welcome to uh, one of those rarities, a uh, lost episode of Nowhere, California. This episode was recorded way in the before time, back in August of 2019, before the world went to shit. Remember those days? They were awesome. This episode is with me and Doug talking randomly about breakfast stuff. But then we have a now familiar voice to the Nowhere, California world, but at this time, this was her first time rocking a mic. And technically, she wasn't even rocking a mic. We didn't have a mic set up for her. But this is the first episode where Kim presents her voice to the world and leads the conversation away from breakfast to a more uh, mature matter. But it was an interesting conversation. It turned out really well. It sucked that it got lost. But since it's the holidays and everybody's busy and I have nothing else better to do than dig around and find this stuff, so enjoy this episode from the before time, before COVID, before 2020 took a big steaming pile of shit and smeared it on us. God damn, 2021 can't get here soon enough. You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you love what you hear, you can find us on your favorite podcast search engines and subscribe. And also, if you don't mind, leave us a like or a review. And if hearing us is not enough, you can always get your Nowhere California fix by going to NowhereCalifornia.com. And you can send your thoughts, ideas, or some random bullshit to our email, which is Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Don't forget, we are Nowhere California. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. This is Josh. This is Doug, and you're listening to Nowhere, California. I actually made somebody else say it. I know, and what's great is you told me prior to. You didn't assume yeah. that I was going to do it, and me being me going like, this is something Josh should say. I actually was, like, ready to say it. And I know I don't want to say it all the damn time, so it's good. It's finally something different. It's and, one, and, you know, it's really one of those things that we should just take all of our names, well, all, all four of us, I guess, and put it in a hat. And then before we record, somebody pulls the pull the name, and whoever's name comes out has to be the one to say it. Yeah, maybe that'll be something we'll keep going with. For... In which case, I will write Josh four oh. times on a piece of paper <laughs> and throw it in a hat. Motherfucker. <laughs> but um, it's weird. I didn't, really didn't know where to go with the where we're gonna start talking right now. But you know me with fast food breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually found something that I liked. That's impressive. Yeah, because fast food breakfast suck. Generally speaking, they are pretty bad. I really think it all boils down to the egg. And that's the thing that kills it for me. Yeah, I think it really has to be however the egg is made. And oddly enough, it's the one I like is McDonald's. It's, it's the new chicken biscuit. Chicken biscuit. And that's it. You know what that reminds me of? What? From Hatchet 2. Chicken and biscuits and gravy and chicken and biscuits and gravy. Okay. Continue. I still haven't seen Hatchet 2 yet. I know. I meant to show you forever ago. And it's somewhere in here. I know. Uh, but and, and that's basically it. It's a, it's a chicken thing on a biscuit. Okay. Is there like butter on the it, bread? I think there's a little bit of butter on the biscuit. Because if you have a dry ass biscuit with a piece of dry ass chicken, man, you might as well. Well, the chicken's not really that dry. It's actually... Is it a fried chicken piece, or is it a baked chicken piece? It's like baked. See, my thing is, is I don't like McDonald's so much that I literally never even keep up with what they're doing. Me either. I just now, rem- I just now figured out that they're like, 
any size drink for a dollar. And I'm like, great. That's the only you time still of year. Won't go there. That's the still the only time of year I really actually notice them is the size of the drink when it's dollar drink size. It's I like, also oh, okay, cool. It's also the McRib because for some reason they decide to promote the shit out of the McRib. The point where they'll buy Times Square billboards. I can spot. give two squirts about the McRib. You know what the funny thing about the McRib is? It's not even a rib. Yeah. It's it's just pork smushed together with a rib like no like like template. Dude, it's the freaking rib sandwich we had in elementary school. See, my school never had the rib sandwich. You were lucky? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I emphasize the question. Okay, so I, I wanna I wanna backtrack to the chicken biscuit. Yeah. Because in my brain, my brain is instantly going gross. Because one, I'm not too big of a biscuit fan. Yeah. And then my brain is also going like weird, gross chicken, like no, probably dry as fuck. It's good. It's good. It's is there li- vegetables on it? No. It's okay, just well, a that immediately puts it up your alley because yeah. vegetables on anything is just like, like you would rather eat a vegetarian than eat vegetarian. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but um, the weird thing is, they have two versions of it. They have the biscuit with the chicken, and then they have the McRiddle, which is god awful. That that's still a thing. Oh, you're oh you're talking about the syrup filled gusher. That's yeah. Bread. Okay. The, the, the they might as well just put a syrup packet in the, the middle, and when you bite it, it just squirts to the back yeah, of your throat because, and kills you faster than McDonald's will actually kill you. Because when they first launched the McGriddle, my family was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" and everything. And you know me with sleep. I sleep when I do. And well, as compared to when you don't sleep. Yeah. No. Huh? <laughs> We only get that point perfectly across. We're going to balance that board a little bit <laughs> yeah. and go, hmm, which one makes... No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, my family would not think, like, oh, Josh is going to be asleep for a while. Maybe we should just set aside some money or get something that will hold. Because at 10.59, you can order breakfast, but at 11, go fuck yourself. Exactly. But they get it when they get, like, at 8 in the morning. Yep. And they'll sit. Yep. And, and imagine that syrup will just start coagulating. And I want, the, like, I did it maybe once or twice. I took a big bite of cold McGriddle, and no. You may as well have just punched yourself in the dick. Uh, it felt that way. I know. It, okay. Uh, at least on so, the taste buds. So I, much like you, am not a breakfast person. Yeah. Like, I maybe eat breakfast. If I had my choice, I would never eat breakfast. Yeah, same Sometimes here. I end up eating breakfast because Monique is hungry, so we go get some form of breakfast, and I'm not going to go somewhere and not get something. What I started doing, and it, because Monique likes Jack in the Box breakfast. She likes the breakfast burritos. And they she are likes, decent. Those you know, Jack in the Box breakfasts are pretty decent. I don't. The only breakfast thing from a fast food place that I like is the breakfast burger from Carl's Jr. That's the only thing I like. Yeah. But it's also $9.50, so fuck that. Exactly. Well, it's probably not that high. Give me a slice pretty, of cold pizza any day. Carl's Jr. is pretty expensive compared to everything else. Yeah. But I, when, we go to, when we go to Jack in the Box, I get two... Uh, junior bacon cheeseburgers comes up to like two seventy five. Excuse me, and that fills me up. Oh yeah, for like hours. I'm like two little baby burgers. They might as well be sliders from White Castle. And oh, the sliders from Carl's Jr. are amazing. You know, you know what's really funny about that with the sliders from Carl's Jr. Like it really just seems like to me that they're like, hmm, what can we make that's smaller than a kid's meal? Sliders, perfect. <laughs> you would have to think more fast food places would do more sliders because it's such a quick and cheap thing to shove well, down people's throats. No, I still to this day have no idea why the idea of a value menu has almost gone away. Like McDonald's still does one. 
and Jack in the Box still does one, but Carl's Jr. doesn't do one anymore. Yeah, and and well, Hardy's, they just have they just you know? have cheap stuff. But like, yeah, like ideally, you want someone to pay for something and well, not nothing. Well, so, I think the that whole concept kind of probably fell apart through the whole um, Super Size Me uh, aftermath. You fucked it up for everybody. Oh yeah, you did. But uh, kind of go back on the sliders from Carl's Jr. The really queer thing about it was like I ordered the triple. Like once or twice, and I was just like, "Why not just get a regular burger?" I know, right? Yeah. It's so massively meaty yeah, that you're it, like, well, this mm. little, this, "It's like a freaking meatball with two buns." <laughs> <laughs> it's the Italian burger. <laughs> yeah, it's well, a meatball with no marinara. With no, well, yeah, it's a cheeseburger. Yeah, it, it's a three patty little. Well, see, here's here's the thing I want to know with sliders, and I've never asked this question, and it's because it's going to be one of those things that will always remain a mystery to me because it's fun to think about. Do the cheese that they put on sliders come in bigger and they cut them up to smaller sizes? Or do they get these little baby pieces of cheese that they put on the slider? I'd like to imagine that it's like kind of craft singles. It, it's the little small ones, but they do have to have that wrapper, each one. I just like the idea, too, that maybe they hire some 16-year-old kid in high school and he has to just sit in the back all day and just cut cheese. <laughs> Like that dude works for like four hours a day, and they just—it's like They're the just old. Away. It's like the old Donald Duck cartoon. Yes, imagine, cutting the cheese. Can you imagine going on a date? Oh, what do you do for a living? I cut, I cut cheese. cheese. I cut the cheese. I've always wanted like when 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 if you leave her part in, I'm gonna go off with this. Okay. Um, I've always I never did the bar dating scene, so I never had to like explain to a girl that I didn't know what it was I did for work. But I've always wanted to do a social experiment with something like that and go into a bar and hit on a girl. And when the conversation of work comes up, just make up some crazy outlandish job that probably doesn't exist and just see if they go, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, my cousin does that. Or, like, see what the fuck happens. Because, like, or, like, give them, like, the weirdest job. Like, oh, yeah, you know. Cage animal masturbator. Exactly. (laughs) Or, like, what do you do? Oh, you know, I'm a mortician. I feel like that's fitting for your image. <laughs> it is. You know what's really funny? When I was when I was when I was transitioning off of disability, and there was there was still the my job was trying to decide whether or not they wanted to keep me or not. There was the talk of like going back to school, and I I was working with this county comp, this county thing called Department of Rehabilitation. And that I qualified for because I had gone through a form of rehab. It wasn't like alcohol or drug rehab. It was mental rehab. But I still qualified. So they're like, what do you want to do? And for like a week prior to going to this meeting, I was telling them, I was like, I kind of want to become a coroner or like a mortician. Like, I kind of want to. The one thing that stopped me was like. The smell? No, fuck, (laughs) whatever. I've smelled some weird shit. As long as it's not poop, I am cool. Like, poop is, like, the line. You know that bodies do defecate when they die, right? Well, yeah, but then by the time it gets to me, it's all dried up. I'm good. I can just chisel that shit off, <laughs> you know? But, like, I I did. I, I did want to become a coroner, but it was, like, explain, like, look, like, you're already kind of sad and depressed and, like, yeah. you have mental health issues. Now you want to deal with dead people all day? And I'm kind of like, yeah, because then I don't have to be social whatsoever. Because who am I going to talk to? The fucking dead person? But also, too, you got to... In comparison, I know, but also too, you got to think it's the same thing of being like a veterinary tech or yeah. something where you're working with animals and it's like having to tell a little kid, "Oh, your 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 dog's dead." Yeah, hey, we're killing your dog. Yeah, it's a funny thing to the "I feel so alive" thing. Um, someone posted on the My Chemical Romance message board. They're like, 
you've never lived until you were drinking shooters in an old Catholic school, uh, an old Catholic church bathroom while listening to The Sharpest Lives. I commented back, I was like, this statement makes my life sound like a cro- pair of Crocs with socks on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, I honestly do not think fast food should serve breakfast. No. Like, yeah. it's, it's, if, if, honestly, like, if you're trying to get that demographic of people, like, I get what you're trying to get. You're trying to get the commuters, the people who are going to have to drive to work, and, you know, they're leaving early, and so they got to eat something. Don't know. Just like I don't. Well, I, I don't know what you would put in its place. I mean, I understand there's a market there and there's money, so like it makes sense. Yeah, well, like, exactly. Well, look at Taco Bell a couple years ago. They were like, "Oh, we're doing breakfast now." Oh yeah, that failed. Yeah. No, they're still doing it, but it's still like it's not as prominent. It's I like, just like the idea of like we're going for breakfast, Taco Bell, dude. You're 36. You're not in college. You don't go to Taco Bell for breakfast. But I'm hungover. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I have a really funny hungover story with with food. Yeah. Okay, so one night, Monique and I were out drinking at the Magic Castle, and I don't remember, I remember going home. I remember falling asleep. When we wake up the next day, you know what, I probably shouldn't tell this story, because this kind of involves a little bit of drunk driving. We, we probably talked about <laughs> Okay, so... Don't drink and drive, kids. Yes, Please. Okay. No, seriously, don't. Yeah. The the thing was, is the Magic Castle was a quarter of the mile from my, was a quarter mile from my... Yeah, let's not tell this story. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't want to start. Just do it. I don't want to tell this story. We'll judge it at the end. Okay. So the Magic Castle is a quarter of a mile from my apartment. So it it wasn't like it wasn't inconceivable to drive home. Got home, went to bed. Woke up the next day. We're talking. We're like, man, I'm hungry. Let's like, what should we do for breakfast? And we're like, oh, well, there's there was some kind of leftover in the fridge. I can't remember exactly what it was. Hummus, probably hummus. (laughs) Some weird vegetables. I don't know. We decide, okay, we're going to microwave something. We open up the microwave, and there's a jack-in-the-box bag. And inside the jack-in-the-box bag is 24 tacos. Oh, wow. After the Magic Castle drinking, and before we got home... Somebody made a jack-in-the-box stop. Well, yeah, because there's a jack-in-the-box in between the Magic Castle and my apartment. We ran through the drive-thru and got 24 tacos. That's awesome. That's not... Dude, I'll reiterate. Don't drink and drive. Plain and simple. Yeah. I lost one of my best friends for driving. I didn't want to tell the story. Well, no, no, so bad. no. Let me let me continue. I've lost a friend due to driving under the influence. It's a horrific way to have lose somebody and everything like that. Luckily, one, you're right here. Yeah, you're living. You're here, and everybody has the stupid drunk story. Yeah. And that, that's actually a pretty brilliant one right there. Yeah, 24 <laughs> jack-in-the-box tacos. Only cost us 12 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but you want to hear one worse? A drunk story yeah. or a taco story? A drunk story. Because I didn't know where you were going with this. I thought you might have said a taco story. Yeah. Did I t- tell you about the time me and Jason went to uh, Las Vegas to mark the tenure passing? I mean, Trump? I'm sure you've told me the story, but we've known each other for so long that yeah. I probably forgot where, it. Until you start to tell it, then yeah, I'll remember. where I got so drunk. You know how I am usually after I get drunk. Mm-hmm. I get pukey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've cleaned you up a couple times. Yes, very gently. No, no butt work. No My butt God. work. Lots of paper towels. Yeah, a lot of pats on the back. Oh, you're good. Yeah. You're good. A couple washcloths. Yeah. Well, me and Jason went out drinking. Headed back to our room at the plant, Hollywood. I went to the bathroom, puked my fucking brains out, went to sleep. Next morning, Jason gets up first, heads to the bathroom, and I hear, How the fuck did you puke on the ceiling? 
That's impressive. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. That I I mean I assume. I mean, God, how would that mathematically work out? I was projectile vomiting like it was the Exorcist, probably. Right, but I mean, <laughs> you're not gonna like aim up. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it bounced out of the toilet. Like no, it was. was I was thinking the sink. Okay, well that makes more sense because now it's bouncing off a porcelain. Yeah, and it's the bowl. It's a bowl style, so so physics, you know, creates a vortex coming out the sides, back into the middle, then shooting up. Yeah. I guess theoretically, it's possible because if you decided to like puke up. It would just kind of... It could have been that, too. I could have been just... I mean, you would have to have some, like, pretty demon-like vomit. I mean, I'm talking like... I'm talking like CW demon kind of show you, vomit. You've seen me puking. Yeah, but, like, to... Uh, presumably, the feet, the ceiling's about 9 to 12 feet That's high. A big, it was a big ceiling. And you're about 6 feet. Yeah. So there's anywhere between 3 to 6 feet up. Yeah. To get vomit, which is a liquid... From your mouth, six feet up to the sea. Man, I mean, tequila, I guess. Oh, no, tequila. <sighs> um, probably some Long Islands. God, you know what's so funny? It's not funny. It's actually kind of, like, stupid. It's not, I don't know. You guys can put the verb. You guys yeah. can put whatever verb or adjective you want to. Okay, so we all know I've quit drinking. Yes. I, I am not a drinker. It's not even part of my identity. Which is anymore. good on you. Yes. You, perfect for you. It is. Once I, and once I quit cigarettes, I'm going to basically be straight edge. Yeah. You know? Um, Without the high moral ground. No, I'll take it. Okay. Just so I can have something. <laughs> just so I have something to hold over people. <laughs> Because, you know, being a weird, socially awkward guy with mental health, you kind of don't have a lot of things over people. But if I'm going to go straight edge, I'm going to hold that over some people. And then I'm going to go vegan and do CrossFit. And I can just fuck the whole world up. And, that, and that's going to be our first piece of hate mail. So <laughs> somebody listening right now is a straight edge person like, fuck you! Right? <laughs> Seth Rollins is going to tweet us. Yeah. <laughs> um, Suck a dick! So yeah, so so drink. I don't drink anymore. I haven't drank. And I... I it's been under a year, but I don't know exactly how long it is. But it's, well, been under... the, it, it's awesome that you're to the point of where it's like, I don't remember. Yeah, I forgot. I've completely yeah. forgotten. But with everything that's been going on lately with, with work and stuff like this, with what's going on with this order that we're working on, I've been under like some stressful moments. <laughs> There's been like a roller coaster of stress. And the other night, we were just sitting on the couch. We, we like, I was getting get ready to go to bed so I could get up. Excuse me, I could get up with with the kid and get him to school, and Monique was taking a little bit of a break before she went back out to work. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm stressed, and I'm just like, Fuck. and for the first time in months, the thought crossed my mind of like, God, I wish I could have a drink. And I was like, that's fucking weird. Like, that doesn't cross my mind anymore to the point that, like, the idea of having a drink was just like, huh, what? What the fuck did that's that That's kind of from? the same with me. Like, there's some days I'm at work. Yeah. And it's just a gnarly day, and it gets to that one point, like, dude, I really wish I was that that, that alcoholic type where I'd be like, going on, go ahead and get smashed. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just, I I was like, uh. But then also, too, like, working where I work, you see people hanging home for the day, and they have, like, a freaking case of beer or something. Yeah. Like, it's just like, that, that doesn't seem... No. I mean, on top of that, if you're going to drink, don't drink beer. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. But, like, okay. So, the, the, the caveat to all of that is everybody always says, like, oh, you should just smoke. Smoking's better, you know. That thing came to a head because I, sm- I don't smoke. That came to a head the other day. Um, I went to the dispensary. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're located in California where it's completely legal. Um, 
I went to the dispensary to go pick up some 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 flour for for Monique to smoke. <laughs> I get the guy and I'm like, okay, my wife wants a sativa, and just the best bang for your buck. That's the only two qualifications. And he goes, oh, cool, okay, well this one over here. And he pulls it out from the little case and he goes, it's a sativa, and he names off all this shit. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Sounds you, nice. You might as well be Greek. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and he uh, and he opens the bag and he goes, yeah, and it's all this. And he goes, and smells it. And he goes, oh, man, smell that. It smells so good. And I just stare. I'm just like. You know I'm picking this up for my wife. Well, right? and I told him, I, was, I, I straight out said no. I was like, that wouldn't work for me. And he goes, why? I was like, I don't smoke. I'm picking this up for my wife. I have no concept of what good smelling weed smells like. So you'd be wasting your time on me. And he was like, oh, man, you should really try it. I was like, I'm good. Yeah. And just there was like five seconds of just awkward standing <laughs> and staring. And he was like, all right, well, I'll get to, to the back for you. And I was like, cool, see ya. That was fucking weird <laughs> it really awkward it's like you ever fuck a goat yeah right no i did the last time i smoked yeah, right. <laughs> it's just like so so you just cover your base like you're never asking me this shit again <laughs> i well i just it really cracks me up that like statistically speaking everybody has like a good and a bad drunk story there's always a bad drunk story i've never heard a bad high story that wasn't at least relatively funny I know yours, but that wasn't <laughs> bad. that wasn't bad though. Like nothing bad happened. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. That's it was what I'm funny saying. There's no bad. Like there's no one said like I got high and accidentally like put my dick in a light socket. Yeah, just put my dick in a light socket, <laughs> or I I passed out on the sidewalk and was covered in puke, or oh man, like I I I, I drank so much that I threw up all over the or I smoked so much I threw up all over the living room. Well, you remember when I chugged your wine? Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a funny story. Yeah, but there's also bad drunk stories like me getting kicked out of a club. Yeah, which that's a whole weird story that I swear to God I got roofied. <laughs> I really no, I really in all like I am with like I with as much like shred of assurance that I have in myself. Someone just I really honestly think I drank something that was meant for somebody else yeah. and I got roofied because I did not drink that much going to the club. Yeah. I had because we pre-gamed at someone's apartment which is the stupidest fucking term. <laughs> we pre-gamed at my friend's apartment which was just down the street. You loosened up. You, you, you yeah. Did, you did some plotties. Yeah, we you know, we stretched. <laughs> we did a bit of yoga. Yeah. Um, no, we ate. We all had food and then and then had some drinks and walked to the club. I ate, really, you know, my amount. Um, and I had two drinks. And when I mean drinks, I mean like normal drinks. Not my kind of drink where it was like four shots in one drink. It was literally like a shot and a half in the cup. So yeah. I had essentially three shots and food before going to the club. And at this point in my drinking, I had been drinking more. So I was used, I could have three shots and still be totally fine. Exactly. We get to the club, I have two more additional drinks, and that is it. And for some wacky reason, I was blacked out. Oh, wow. Like, stumbling all over the place. Like, I got uh, to the point that secure, like bouncers were going to bounce me out. And they told me that I had to stay in one place. And the girl that I had with me somehow didn't hear this and was like, let's go smoke. And I was like, I'm not cool. allowed to. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know. I was drunk. I was passed yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and I was like, cool, I'll go smoke with you. And I'm getting out, and I stumble and fall over, and bouncers see that, and they're like, gonna, they're like, all right, you're out. Yeah. And they're dragging me out. And they were like, my friend Adrian, God rest his soul, um, he sees the bouncers dragging me out, and I'm fighting them a little bit, and they're getting ready to, like, shove me against the wall. Yeah. 
he just books it across the club and just as they're about to shove me in the wall he like slides and he goes no no no, it's okay it's okay i'll take him out i'll take him out i got him and they're like if, if they tell him if you leave with him you're out you can't come back in and he was like cool i'll leave I'm cool. And then everybody realized what was going on and everybody left. Yeah. But like, everybody just started filing out of the club, but single lot. I had, the, over. I had <sighs> the equivalent of probably got at most six shots. Yeah. At most six shots in the span of about four and a half hours, having eaten and not drank anything else that day of alcohol. Yeah. To go from like zero to a hundred so fast yeah something got in your something drink. got like i don't know what it was to this uh, day honestly I, from what it sounds like it didn't seem like it was somebody passing a drink to somebody else and you're like, like fuck it i'll drink this yeah and no, it's somebody I, that was possibly working at that bar going like well because we had girls that. at our table too yeah. we had four girls at our table yeah. we had we did bottle service that oh, okay so they probably were, there's probably some fuck at the club it's Go. possible or in my drunkenness walking around i could have drank a cup off someone else's table i don't know because i last thing i remember was going to the bathroom at the club and then coming out and then the girl i was with was like let's dance on the floor and i was like cool we'll go gone yeah gone until the next until i woke up the next day time travel oh god and like having to hear the stories of what happened over like the span of the next day and then two of the guys i was with both were like hey we need to talk oh god and i was like fuck like i and i i was straight i was telling people like dude i drink way more than this like yeah this was like borderline this was borderline before i became an alcoholic yeah so for me like i was drinking pretty heavily at this point there's no way that I got blackout drunk off six shots. Yeah. No fucking way. It's one of those moments you're thinking like, oh, it's one of those moments like, I, I need to go back to that club and find those bouncers and apologize immensely. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I chalked it up to like, that's what they're paid for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're never going to have to deal with me again because yeah. I never had gone to a club at that point in my life because I never wanted to. Well, and the only reason I went was because the people that I was hanging out with wanted to go and they were like, we're getting bottle service. And the girl that I was sort of kind of semi-dating at the time was like, I want to go. And I was like, okay, fine, hey, we'll fucking us. go. We're, we're not club people. No, God, I'm barely a birthday party person. Yeah. Like, let alone a fucking club. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, well, strike that. We're comedy club people. We're yes. nightclub people. Yes, and I got completely hammered drunk at a comedy club once. I was with you. Yes. Jim Jeffries. Yes, we, we, but that made for a great ride home. Very. That was a fun ride home. That was a good, that's a good drunk story. That's a good drunk story. I barely remember it. Oh, yeah. That's about seven years ago. Yep. So. But, um, yeah, I think that night I, we pretty much got you a whole uh, Ontario Improv uh, glassware set. Yes, I almost had the complete set. Yeah. No, and it, there's nothing real different about them. It's just... I think we had like four shot glasses by the end of the night, three big glasses, yep, and one the, normal like looking like water cupish kind and of then thing. A waiter going like, <laughs> "You guys get to chill for a little bit." Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> cut me off. He cut us off. He cut us off. <laughs> yep, yeah, cut us off. And then we kind of looked at each other and looked at the glasses going, "Yeah." yeah. As soon as he cut us off, then it clicked, and I looked at what we had on the table. I was like, "Oh fuck, he's right. We should not be drinking yeah. anymore." But it was a Jim Jeffries night, so. Oh God, yeah. And still remember the when he just opened the floor to hecklers. Where it's just like, you're awesome. <laughs> I know, right? Like, the one thing that most comedians try to avoid, and he's like, let's fucking do it. Yeah, he's like, anybody want to heckle? I know, right? <laughs> and one lady shouted out, I want to fuck you. And he's like, lady, if... I fucked you the way I wanted to, you... You wake up me, at the bottom of like, a lake in yeah. the next morning. And yeah. it was like, duh, fuck, that got dark. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Jim Jeffries for speaking you. Of, speaking of dark, 
I'm going to kind of twist it to awkward a little bit. Okay. I texted you this, but you never responded, so I don't know if it got to you or not. Oh. Okay, so you know the show Altered Carbon on Netflix? Oh, yeah. You, yeah, okay. oh, crap. I you remember this? Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if Kim knows this. I don't know if you told her the text. No. Okay, so there's a show on Netflix called Altered Carbon. It's a cyberpunk like crime investigation show. Really good show. Based on a book. So I decided, since I'm going to be driving a lot with the kid and, and working and stuff like that, that... You know, I'm going to get the audiobook and listen to it. Yeah, it got to a, a, a sex scene in the book, which went into very explicit detail, read by a male narrator. You got a quarter tub? No! <laughs> I got the, I need an adult situation. And the bullshit thing was, I don't know how long the sex scene lasts, so I can't fast forward. So I'm literally just sitting there going like, how much longer is this going to last? How much longer is this going to last? How much longer is this going to last? And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And there's sweatiness and just finally it was over. And I was like, thank fucking Christ. And they were like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to lay in bed naked with each other and just talk. I'm like, fuck, just get to the guns. Give me like, <laughs> vibe, like cut the heads off or something like, God, well, no, no, I'm going to caress your legs. <laughs> I don't think it would, this, and this, take this however you want. It wouldn't have nearly been as awkward if it was a female narrator. Yeah. I'm a male, female talking in that capacity would sound better. Yeah. But to have like a male narrator, okay. Was it British? No. Oh. I am by myself in the middle of the day in a car listening to another dude tell me a sex story. Yeah. It'd be like me telling you one. We don't do that. <laughs> I know we don't. We don't. I have zero. None of my friends. Can we just clarify that neither of you are homophobic. Yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah. No. This is in no way, I I, I think that honestly has come through on the show before. Like, in the past hundred and something yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's not homo. It's not homophobia. It's, it's just awkwardness. Fact, it's it's no. It's honestly the fact that I have I have never had a friend or a relative in my life in my entire life that I've ever felt comfortable talking sex with. Yeah. Never I, been like, hey, I got my dick wet last night. Yeah, exactly. It's been, it's always been like the girlfriend or the wife. That's who I talk sex with. That's all it boils down to. Everything else sexual innuendo has always been in comedy. Yeah. But to like go from like not talking sex with anybody because I just don't do that to having some narrator for four and a half minutes talking about sweating and gorge bouncing breasts. Wow. You know, it got more explicit than that. That was like, like I, I ectopod, I ectopodded this moment. You know, but like, I just, ugh, it, it was. It's not. It's. It, yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel an episode. You two, Monique and I, getting you to talk about sex. Oh uh, no, no. I think you'd rather watch Jaws. I uh, yes, I will. Actually, I will go through an entire shark marathon. I will start at eight o'clock in the morning. You can show me Jaws one through four, Deep Blue Sea, Open Water one and two, and end it with just a Sharknado marathon. And I will watch the entire damn thing before I'm willing to like swap sex stories. That's the thing you need to throw out to Nick to have the rope dug into it. Yeah, see, no, I would rather I, I give me, give me, you know what, you know what, I would rather have a whole episode based on poop. <laughs> wow, that's a lot there. Ah, uh, yeah, well, I would have rather have an episode based on poop. I know, I've already asked it, but w w if, if the narrator was British, would that have helped to make it a little bit classier? No, it honestly boiled down to the fact that it really, like, that I, you hit really it on the head. We hit it, we hit it on the head. I am not in any way physic like physically, emotionally, mentally, what have you, whatever you want to describe, comfortable 
swapping explicit sex details. Well, I have no problem telling you, like, hey, I got laid last night. Yeah. You know, or like, you know, I had a friend when I was back in film school. We used to joke around about the Lonely Island song, I Just Had Sex. So if either one of us had gotten laid, we'd text each other the word Akon. Yeah. That was a joke. Or like how we had the running joke of Scrubs, the sex gong. Exactly. Yeah. You know, joking about sex or even just like swapping like a quick, like, hey, I got laid last night. You know, know, whatever. Cool. But I've never, ever with anybody been like, not even I got my dick wet. I could probably go near that line. Yeah. It's the, hey, <laughs> dude, her breasts were just sweaty and engorged to just bounce. You can't, no, you can't share sex stories with your buddy and say the word breast. That's tits. That's what they are. See? But I can't even do that. And you know one of the words I don't like to say. Pussy. Exactly. So how am I supposed to? No. Pussy. Nope. <laughs> nope. Judge me all you want. Not saying no, it. How am I, appreciate how am I supposed to? So, with that regards, the fact that I will refer to it as breasts, I'll refer to it as penis, I'll refer to it as vagina, I don't use the slang. How am I supposed to share bro-style sex stories with somebody? <laughs> I'll, I'll answer that for you right Can now. Can you do impressions, like, in, in a Cosby voice or something I like mean, that? I mean, yes, but it still boils down to the fact that I don't... I mean, if, I was to say the, if I was to say the P word of the Cosby voice, this show might as well get shut down, <laughs> you know? But, but to answer your question right there, and it kind of falls into the whole nightclub aspect yeah. of the thing... We're not the, those types of people. Yeah. The bro, word bro only comes near me because I'm a brother of somebody. Exactly. But other than that, bro may as well not even be in the same room as me. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll discuss... Like, I wore a visor once. That's about as far as it goes. We'll discuss relationship aspects or stuff that drives yeah. us nuts and everything, but not go, oh, dude, yeah. this happened to me last night. I never thought it would happen before. I should be writing this penthouse bun, but I tell you. Yeah, no, there's no, there's no dear penthouse letter coming out of my mouth. Like yeah. it is just not happening. And if I and the only this, penthouse letters to come out of our mouths are the ones to send to penthouse to see like I'm just fucking with this person. You know, it's it it really it, the it involves clowns and the nine iron. No, the you, closest you submit an application with a dick pic. I remember. <laughs> Let's hear this story. <laughs> Because yes. I'm cool with you saying it. <laughs> the yes, closest please. I would ever get to a dear penthouse letter is an explicit voicemail left for the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's about as far as I would go. Uh, see, here's the fun. thing, though. Even if I have to share some sort of a version of a sex story with somebody, be it my wife or, or my girlfriend, I still sound like a sex ed teacher. Oh, yeah. I go, well, man, those breasts are, 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 yeah, breasts and penis and vagina and fallopian tubes. and, and It feels like a sandbag. And, <laughs> and insemination and, and ejaculate. Like, I just, I might as well just be having a chalkboard with, like, the urethra here. And I'm just like, okay, so I am penetrating you from this angle with my penis into your, you know, and I just, it just no. Well, that's. Like I said, it's us. We're not those people. Like, the closest one to that out of us, and that's not even an insult towards Nick, is Nick. Nick, yeah. Because he has bros. He, he has... He has the bro lifestyle. Yeah. You know, but, like, I... <clears throat> I mean, I really honestly think it boils down to, for me, is the fact that all of my friends that I started making when I was growing up were just as awkward and weird as exactly. I was. And nobody was getting laid. So by the time we were old enough to get laid, we were also old enough to understand that, like, referring to... God, I can't believe I'm going to fucking say it. Referring to breasts as tits is just stupid. They're vaginas as... Vaginas. <laughs> so close. Clitoris holds. Nice. Clitoris boxes. 
you know, whatever. Like, well, yeah, that's exactly it. You're more like, ooh, I get to see boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, it really boils down to the fact that like, I'm getting the cool, awesome thing of having this happen. I'm not gonna like tell a story about it later. Yeah. yeah. Well, even throwing it back in the day. When we were going to Universal and to the Tiny Show for my birthday, mm-hmm. and we're in your room, up in your Apple Valley place, yeah, and just randomly in the conversation, I'm like, "Oh, I'm not a virgin anymore," and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> and but I didn't was, want the details. Yeah, you're just like, because it was a nonchalant conversation. I wasn't like, "Hey, paint me a, you know, paint me a picture there, buddy." Yeah, exactly. You but know? it was more like it was such a nonchalant conversation that we were having, where I. Busted that out, and you reacted, but it wasn't real. Like you said, it wasn't like tell me. Like it was more along the lines of like you took this long to wait to tell me. Like yeah. that's a text message, bro. And that's like, and that's the way I am. You know, I'm I, not a freaking kiss and tell person. It's just so funny because girls are like totally opposite. Like, oh no, we want the full details. How big is it? <laughs> don't tell me how deep it is, dude. Please don't tell me how deep it is. I wouldn't even know how to freaking like. It was like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a yardstick, and I shoved it up in there, and it came and out at five. And that's why I'm single again. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, there is the, like, the concept of, like, guy locker room talk. Like, legitimate guy locker room talk. Not the cunt in the White House's, quote-unquote, guy talk. Oh, yeah. Not that fucktard. Not Cheetos talk. Yeah. Legitimate guy yeah, talk so that like, happens in the so locker room. So the rooms. bro talk in the locker room in high school was like... That, not, the, that can't be exhibit A. The theory behind it was that dudes in the locker room were swapping sex stories about the girls in high school and talking about that kind of stuff. Did that happen in the girls' locker room? Were you guys like swapping stories about like the dudes? I feel like that's a little bit Hollywood. Okay. But you have to understand, that's my basis. Yes, yes, yes. The concept of girls getting together and swapping stories about, you know, this little... I mean, if Hollywood tells me anything, if Hollywood tells me anything, you guys are doing this in your bra and panties while having a pillow fight. So let's give us, let's give us the real story here because Hollywood has painted a very different picture. I've never had that Hollywood moment. The pillow fight or the bra and panties? All of it. Okay. Not that I'm opposed to it. Okay. I'd be all in if I got invited to a party like that. Don't get me wrong. But Sounds like a Jerry Lawler party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We, we, we share stories. I mean, okay, so how inex- okay, so so how explicit details do girls go? It really depends on the girlfriend. Okay. I mean, knowing how uncomfortable you are personally, I right. wouldn't go into right. explicit details. Right. Right? Right. But depending on the girlfriend... Yeah, I mean, we go as far as the how big it is, and is he a shower or a grower, and like positions, your, and does yeah. he make your jaw hurt? Ooh, and like, what's the stamina like? Okay, and yeah, we we want the deep, dark, the dirty cl- details. Does he know how to work it? When he's down there. Girls are fucking weird. Well, I was about to say, like, if that's the locker room talk for girls, this is my locker room time when I was in high school. Well, not in high school. We had, I think I had to pee, like, shortly in high school, and I was done with it. And in middle school, I'd get my ass in there, open my locker. I would sometimes leave my lock on the last number to just walk in, have my locker ready, change, and get the fuck out of there because I'm like, I don't want to be in there. Okay, let's clarify something. 
Hollywood makes teenage years seem very glorified and everything else. The locker room scenes don't happen in real life. Exactly. You are trying to tell me with 100% certainty that the head cheerleader and the competitive girl who's trying to take her position have not made out in the steamy shower? Dude, which movies are you watching? Riverdale. No, I'm just not checking. Not in my high desert. Right. No, I understand. No, I understand. I mean, it really. I mean, it, Hollywood changes a lot of things and glorifies stories. I understand that. I know. And even we're going like San Fernando Hollywood with porn. Yeah. You know, I understand. I think that, that's why you're really. Uh, yeah, I can say I understand that that doesn't happen, but. I don't know, like, I don't know girl talk, like... Oh, yeah, no, we'll swap stories. See, and that's, that's, to me, that's weird as fuck, because, like... Because women are different creatures, we're intimate human beings. Right. And sharing stories like that bonds you with your girlfriend. But see, I... don't know each other's secrets. I am an intimate person, too. I will swap stories about any other kind of shit. Well, that's also the thing, too. Right, but it's a vulnerable situation. You're opening up your sex life to your girlfriend, inviting her in, and it's a vulnerable situation. You bond on a different level when you share intimate details with your girlfriend. I, well, is, but, is this telling us, is she telling us that at, like one day we're just going to have to like sit down and like share a sex story? Is this going to is this going to have no, to I'm happen? Gonna talk to Monique and she's going to tell me all about it. She's not cuz she's just as uncomfortable talking about <laughs> sex as I am. <laughs> But also, too, you got to... See, compatibility. <laughs> but also, too, as she put it, it's the intimacy. It's the trust and everything. Mm-hmm. For guys, it's the one-upsmanship and stuff like that. And back to us, we're not those type of guys. Exactly. And I could... Because I, you probably got the same size dick and there's not a competition. I'm not you, showing. <laughs> I'm not showing. <laughs> I see, for me, like... like I could, I, zipper. If I was the bro-y type, I could be like, oh, I'm this... Because I understand what I have and what I'm capable of is above average compared to what your right. general consensus yes. is. And but here's I'm... an opinion, just my opinion. Okay. These men with less than desirable manhood. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Yep. Or some. Have to brag to make they themselves feel bra- better. They, yeah. they have to build themselves up and brag to all their buddies that I got laid with this tiny little thing. Yep. And it's, they drive around these big old jacked up trucks. They wear their white frame sunglasses. They have their hair cut every two weeks. They try to keep this image that they're like. I know this person, don't You I? do know this person. <laughs> Did I describe him well enough? Did I miss anything? He doesn't listen, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, okay. I have said to, to, to myself and to like my, my, my girlfriends or my wives, I have to say wives because I've been married before, to, to, to my wives or something, I have said in braggy notion that I am good at this thing or I have this thing going for me, everything like that, because it really boils down to the fact that like you hear all these stories of like women faking orgasms and or like not sexually pleasured in any way or anything like that. I don't know why I use quotation marks when it's a verbal audio podcast. We do it all the time, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sexual pleasure, like all of this like like unrequited like pleasure involved. I've not had that problem with any of my partners. I've always been like a very like generous like guy who like makes sure of that shit because like if you're doing me the honor of like doing this for me, I'm making sure you get yours too because like good on you because like have you seen this? Like this is mm-hmm. 
I'm like, I'm going to put forth the effort. I don't understand the, like, oh, I'm done, fall asleep. Like, I don't get, yeah. But none of that boils down into me of, like, bragging to me. You yeah. or just any fucking person. Well, like if because you t- you've never had to deal with the insecurity of is she satisfied? Which is so funny because there's so many other goddamn insecurities that I have. And I can honestly, <laughs> I'm like a pile of insecurities. Like, have you met me? Like, all of this just screams insecurity. Like, yeah, okay, but wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Let's clarify something. You've never had to experience i'm sure a fake orgasm from your partner i mean if if it did happen they probably were really damn good at it yeah yeah yeah. no 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 what i'm getting at well i got out of breath for nothing you would know the difference yeah i would for sure just some random whatever yeah like assuming your situation is different hypothetically yeah you're with a woman yeah and she fakes it you you will know you would know good sir She, she's pointing out my puppet collection. I would like to point out something real quick. We went from chicken sandwiches to sex. I was about that to say that. My fault, I'm sorry. No, it's not even that. It's just inevitably the Nowhere California method. Yeah. Like, giving us a lot amount of time to talk, it is inevitably going to turn to sexual jokes or sexual... Sur- but but I, in explicit detail. But that's the whole thing, too. I, I would honestly admit this is probably the most sexually charged episode of Nowhere we've had. Exactly. And it's... It, and we had to get Nick out of the room for it. <laughs> I, I what I think. Would he be sporting a boner right now? He's probably sporting a boner right now. Listening. <laughs> hey, babe, text me back. <laughs> I just, I, 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 I just, I really, and even okay. So, we live in a generation now of like sexual freedom and sexual expression and things like even that. Even more so than the hippies. Exactly, yeah. you know, but like, okay, so we live in this, like, so we have this very open sexual generation, but <clears throat> does it seem more respectful to not put your shit out on blast like that? Doesn't it just seem more like well, respectful the, and almost the, rewarding to not be like... That's the Catch-22, that's the dual-edged sword, that's the yin and yang and wang. Well, look at the society that we live in with digital media. Yeah. Everybody is sharing everything with Revenge porn. Everyone. Porn. And I think it's become just part of human nature. But even prior to social media, you still had women getting together and talking about boys and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, I just, I, I really, I kind of just wonder where, like, where the privacy line is no one has uh, boundaries anymore but yeah like well no but, no but as a whole okay so i'm i'm trying to like measure like the entirety like i'm yeah, looking no, at there's like, there's still the boundary mass. lines because yeah. you, you can get people like us sitting together and we'll talk about everything and we'll have our certain lines and everything yeah. but we will still talk to just to a certain level because we know each other yeah but if it's me and doug at a bar having our normal bullshit conversation where it's our joking and everything like that, where we make some jokes where another person overhearing could be like, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that's their line. And, but then also too, as a decaffeinated Mormon, <laughs> there's the Mormon line there too, where it's like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. And it's like, no, I'm going to jack it until I go blind. <laughs> See, and that's, but that's, 
that's the situation that presents itself. Yeah. You just said jagged till I'm blind. That's a joke. That's a sexually metaphor joke that you're comfortable saying. Well, my usual joke say, is until I start having stroke symptoms. But see, to me, like there's a there's a difference in line and difference in respectability, and just there's this weird vortex kind of situation where like saying something that is fake or saying something that isn't like isn't true or isn't real especially in a joking capacity, is a completely vastly different monster than sharing true intimate details exactly. of a situation. And you and people assume that people who make sexually charged jokes consistently are going to be very open with the things that they experience sexually. But then you have the example of you and me who are the kind of guy that will get on the microphone and say penis, but you know, we'll say all of that shit as jokes and we'll say make... Say a P word. No. <laughs> Stop it. So... We'll make all of these innuendos and these jokes and all of these things, and we'll we'll crack wise. Yeah, but sitting together, in a, sitting together in a room, we're not gonna be we're not gonna give the details exactly. And so it creates this kind of weird like like boundary line that like I don't know like I I I just wonder if like other people experience that sort of thing because like to me there's the two sides of, like if you're not making sexually explicit jokes you're not sharing details if you're sharing sexually explicit jokes you're sharing details I don't we're that weird middle line I wonder how many other people are that well, weird middle there, line there's well we're unique in, individuals yes and that's not like giving us like a pat on the back or anything like that because we know there are certain things you just don't talk about. Right. Yeah, it always... However, yeah. I, I, I feel like a lot has... A lot can be said about the age in which you begin having sex and how that determines yeah. what you share and how much of it. True. And I also think it also has to do with the fact of, like, the group of people you're surrounded with, yeah. too. If you're in the bro-frat culture... That shit is encouraged. That shit is like you're not if you if you hooked up with a sorority girl the night before at a at a frat party, you are not getting out and going to class without telling them utter description of everything, you know. But when you when walking past your buddy, and <laughs> yeah. So you're not getting out of there without sharing explicit detail. But I think if you're surrounded with a group of people who who. That's not their modus operandi. That's not the thing. And it it's almost like the bro culture and the frat culture almost gets off on those stories. Oh, yeah. Like it, it, it adds more to something for them. But if you're surrounding yourself and you're involving yourself with people who that's not their MO, you're, that's just not going to come up in conversation. Or if it does, it's weird and awkward. Yeah. You know? And, and that's when our jokes start flying. And yeah. it's just like... Oh, she's pregnant. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm having that chicken biscuit sandwich, dude. I don't think I'm having that thing. No, I, I'd say give it a shot. Even have half of it. I mean, I don't know. Buy one for him. I'll buy one for you. It's two for three dollars at this time at McDonald's. This episode brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Okay. I don't think there's any real segue to end There is no possible way to spin this around to like a catchy ending. Yeah, so I guess with that being said, this has been Josh. And Kim. And Doug. See you next time. Keep some things private. <laughs>